0: Listener production. That's 31 of the ICC Men's World Cup comes to you from the city of joy, Kolkata. It is Pakistan taking on Bangladesh. Welcome. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly what I'm welcoming you to, to be fair. Stick with me though, I've got an idea, a destination in my head creatively of where we're trying to go. We might go down four completely different paths and end up somewhere completely different, but that's the creative process. To let you know, it's 3.19pm on Sunday the 29th of October. I'm in the Singapore Airlines Lounge in Kuala Lumpur in Malaysia, massive airport in an hour or so's time. I've got a flight to Singapore, a couple of hours there, then four and a half hour flight onto Kolkata in India. Kolkata is known as the city of joy. It's an explosion of colour and noise and people and blows your mind. It hits your senses. The sights and the smells and the sounds and the obsession for cricket. I can't wait to get back there and I'm pumped because for the next two and a half weeks, I'm travelling through India commentating on the Cricket World Cup. Six matches, I think it is, in about 14 days. Now, I love cricket. I'm obsessed with cricket. I'm a cricket nuffy, a cricket nerd. I grew up playing the game, watching the game. I'm still trying to play now so I can play cricket with my son. Obviously, I broadcast cricket. I love the game. I grew up... My first World Cup memory is listening to a crackly radio as Alan Border and Craig McDermott and Dean Jones and Mike Valletta and a young Steve Waugh won the World Cup at Eden Gardens in Kolkata, the city of joy where I'm about to go to.
1: They take two and listen to the acclaim at Eden Gardens, Kolkata and take your first World Cup. That is Australia's joy and England's
0: misery. So to be heading to India to commentate on the World Cup, I probably can't describe what it means to me and how excited I am about it, the privilege of it, and the anxiety of it, which is one of the reasons I'm here, to explain to you what goes on behind the scenes of a a Cricket World Cup and take you on this journey. So I arrived in Malaysia yesterday to give you a background of where this idea germinated. It came to me yesterday on a boat. I've spent the last eight days at a place called Resort Latitude Zero, which is in the Tello Islands, T-E-L-O, off the coast of Indonesia. Wonderful, wonderful place, remote right up near the equator, hot, warm in the water, on a surf trip with three mates, two that I knew well and one that I'm getting to know, and it was brilliant. Everything a surf trip should be, disconnecting from the outside world, surfing till your arms fall off, till your sunburn, till your nose is peeling, a few beers at night, in bed by eight o'clock because you're exhausted, traveling on boats, meeting people, sharing stories, getting waves, getting to know people a lot better than you knew them. As I said, really sharing some stories, Someone I was chatting to on this trip was talking to me about their love of audiobooks and how much they love audiobooks. So that started to get in my head, hmm, audiobook, never listened to one of those. Then he was talking to me about, he's a big journaler, which I found really cool. So often he writes his thoughts down on a page, how he's feeling, what's going well in his life, what he's struggling with emotionally or physically. And then he can go back and reflect on these thoughts in st- go back six months or go back a year and think, mm, that was a big deal in my life at that stage. It's not now, I've worked my way through that. And that's how he approaches life. So then that was thrown into the audiobook mix. And then when I was in India last time, I did some video blogs, put them on Instagram, but I'm not really an Instagram guy. It's a bit short and concise. There's no depth to it to me. And lots of people watch, especially in India, which was fantastic. So they could see their country through my eyes. So then I had this Instagram story idea and I was sitting on a boat yesterday in the Tellos, going to Padang, and then I had a five hour wait there to get a flight here. And this idea germinated in my head of a World Cup tour diary. Needs a better name. I haven't thought enough about the name. A World Cup journey. World Cup Wanderings, it needs to be a good name Marketing 101 because you'll be scrolling through the Howie Games feed and this will pop up, it's not a normal guest and you'll be like, "Mm, do I want to listen to this? Hopefully the title needs to grab you. On tour in India, a World Cup adventure that's what it'll be, that's not bad, we need a better name. So look at what we've called it and hopefully um, that has grabbed you. Do you have a China visa? Sorry? A China visa? No, Kolkata in India. Not China, sorry. A visa for India? Yeah. So we're trying to take you behind the scenes of the World Cup. I grew up, as I said, obsessed with cricket, reading Steve Waugh's tour diaries to England or the West Indies or India. And then Ricky Ponton took over. And I loved the cricket component of it. You know, we made 452 and Ricky made 168. But I loved when they left the cricket field and got out and explored, which Steve loved to do. And he's obviously gone on and spent so much time in India and travelled around the world and is wonderful photos that he that he shows occasionally so that's what this is ostensibly trying to be a bit of travel some experiences i have people we meet along the way and i'm also being very privileged to work with some guns of the cricket world huge names so hopefully i can tap into them along the way but not about whether pakistan beat bangladesh but about cricket in their country and their first cricket bat maybe or what makes them such a good cricket writer or what they think the key to broadcasting is or what was their favourite moment when they were a professional cricketer or what hurt them, what they had to come back from. So hopefully we get to meet these characters along the way over breakfast or lunch or in a hotel or in a cab or in an airport and get some of their experience as well. The chap I was talking to, I ran this idea by him and he said, your podcast is all about your guests, which is obviously the the aim because I'm not that an interesting chap, but he said, you're going to have to bring some of yourself to the podcast, which makes me uncomfortable, how I'm feeling at certain times, but I'll have a go at it. They say that it's good to be in a position where you feel uncomfortable, that's where you grow, so we'll try and do some growing together. So this is not results, it's more of a journey through India, through the eyes of the World Cup, it's all recorded on my iPhone, so I don't have all my podcast gear. It blows me away because to do this when I started broadcasting, you would have need a suitcase full of gear. I'm just here on my phone, so there's some background noise, etc. That's just part of what we're doing. If you're listening to this now, that means the creative ideas sort of worked, and I'm sort of happy with it, maybe. If you're not, it's just another one of those ideas that's disappeared off into the creative ether, never to be seen again. So next up, Kolkata, the city of joy. Join me, because it'll be a ride. Trust me, there'll be Things along the way, there'll be stuff-ups, there'll be interesting things, there'll be great people, and there'll be bizarre experiences, and hopefully I can bring that to you through your ears, or as my kids say, bring it through your earballs. balls. Alrighty, let's go to Kolkata and get stuck in. Welcome to Kolkata, ladies and gentlemen. Please remain
1: seated
0: with your seatbelt, fastened. How are you today? Good. Good. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, excellent. So going back to Melbourne, oh. Yes. On 12th November, right? 12th of November, yep. That's it, right. Exactly right. Thank you. OK, it's now 2.43 in the morning, Malaysian time. Coming! I'm not sure what time that is in Kolkata. Um, and I was just about to get into bed after landing and... There's a message from reception saying someone that needs to come to the room. So this is this is what happens. Well, uh, the door. I don't know who this is. Hello, sir. Hello. Is this from you? No, that's all right. I'm Mark. Uh, Hello, sir. Myself, Nub. Nub? He's Imran. Imran. Uh, we are what? dressing partner of ICC. The dressing partner of ICC. OK, here's your dresses Oh, I so is this a, this is a suit? Yes, and your cert and also your accreditation. It's okay, so we need well come in, come in gentlemen. So I need to try this on for you. Yeah, what, what's the time here? What's the time in Kolkata now? It's what time is it? Sorry, I've just come from Malaysia. 12, 12, 16. 12, 16, you blokes are working late. You always work at this time of night. Yeah. Length looks pretty good, what do you think? Can you check the tightness uh, around your waist and tightness around the? I think it's probably a bit tight in the waist. It's all good. Okay. Uh, Mr. Mark Nicholas' tries are done with at 4 a.m. Oh you, you, you tried on Mark Nicholas' suit at 4 a.m.? Yes. Yeah, yeah, How was he about that? Was he okay? He's okay, but uh, the length of the suit is a little bit for or the suit. Oh, seats, so it uh, needed to be altered. So are you guys tailors? Yeah. He's a master and the tailor also. He, He's the master tailor. Wow, thank, thank you for coming. I oh, turn the lights on. There we go. <laughs> I didn't expect I you doing a fashion show at this time of night. This chalk, just oh, went. he's putting a few chalk notches on. He's a craftsman, this man. So where does he think the shirt's too tight? It's too so tight. What biceps? Biceps and the armholes. So my biceps are too big for the shirt. <laughs> I love you, blokes. <laughs> I love you, blokes. That's it. Well done, boys. Keep it these back. Thank you. for the Thank you so much for coming at this time of night. Nice to meet you both. Thank you, sir. So I'll see. I'll see you tomorrow. Sure. Okay. What sh- time you for the uh, stadium? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know what day yes, it is. It's Monday. Yeah. No, I think the match is Tuesday. On your Okay. Yeah. So we're we're okay. Go well. Good morning. See you guys. Bye. <laughs> I don't know how much of that you guys followed, but they were delightful men as he said I think it's half past twelve and they've apparently waited for me to come tonight to sort out the suit and then they've got a room down the way where they're going to spend the night altering it and then Bob's your uncle we're good to go in the morning that's it for the start of this adventure I told you anything can happen what wonderful men they were and dedicated to their craft to say the least That's it. I'm done. (laughs) We'll chop in tomorrow and see what's going on. It is now Monday the 30th of October. We got through the Taylor situation and I told you on this journey that we would meet all sorts of people along the way and this chap I'm about to introduce you to, I was hoping you would get to meet him. You never know who you're going to see in breakfast. This fella's name is Gavin Scavell. He is the senior director for the ICC. So he's the cricket directing guru. He directed my first game when I worked for the ICC T20 World Cup in Australia and he looked after me. We're out now by the pool in Kolkata, Gav. Uh, you're the first person to come on this little World Cup tour diary. How are you?
1: Well, first of all, Harry, it's an honour to be on your World Cup diary and welcome you from the, uh, s- from the surf areas of Indonesia. Yes. I believe you've been liming for nine days. Yes, that's it. Well, that's it. Welcome to Calcutta. We're at the Oberoi Hotel, a very famous landmark here Beautiful, in Calcutta.
0: With a great buffet breakfast. I, I could speak to you for hours, but we're just trying to give people a snapshot. So, the World Cup You're the senior director here for the ICC. We'll get into the nuts and bolts of it, but how many people are working production-wise on this World Cup? And how many cities are we going to?
1: Well, there's ten ten cities on this World Cup, and we have four production crews. Um, On each production crew, there's probably about 120 people. Uh, But then there's a host of people who are doing it from studio in Mumbai. So you're talking five, six hundred people probably, I think.
0: It's crazy. So, so Gav's the guru. Gav's the <laughs> Virat Kohli of directing. Nonsense. He's a modest man, but he is. He's directed some in- incredible games. Um, the T20 World Cup final here, the fa- famous Carlos Brathwaite, but more importantly, I think the last World Cup final with Ian Smith and New Zealand and England, you were directing that game. In the last 10 overs, when it is coming to one of the great crescendos, What's the key to directing a game of cricket in that situation? And you
1: nailed it. Well, the, thank you. The first thing is don't mess up that last ball that you're going to see on the TV for the next 10 years. Don't mess it up, don't cut to the wrong camera or whatever. Um, and I don't think I did, I think I got that right. And the bit with the bat where Ben Stokes' hit, bat hit the ball. Yes. They, we had a very high camera shot, actually, I cut to randomly. And the ball hit the bat and I just thought, well, I'm going to stay on this camera shot because he was following it all the way to the boundary. If you remember, it was a very tense yes. 10 seconds. Um, so I got quite lucky there because it was the right thing to do. But yeah, no, Lords is my second home, really. I'm a member at Lourdes, um, and, but I've never directed a World Cup final. And it was always one of my goals to direct a World Cup final and to do it at Lords and have a game of that magnitude. Did was, you get edgy? Well, of course, yeah, but I'm, I have to be neutral. You know, I was rooting for England, but I can't do that in my role as TV director. I, I'm in charge of selecting the images that go on television. So the replays, the graphics, the, the DRS, I talk to the third umpires, and when they say TV umpire, true director, that's when they talk to me. And actually, that day, as Richard Kettlebury says, Gav, Gav, what have you got? And then the whole of Lords can hear me on the bit <laughs> of saying, Gav, don't mess this up, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, how many people work on a on a World Cup final. How many cameras you got on a World Cup final? Well,
1: we had 43 cameras on that. 43, so. Because we put some in the long room, up the stairs, and, and all the drama with who's gonna come out to bat and the super over, and it was it was brilliant.
0: So, Gav's sitting in front of, of a wall of monitors. H- how many people are, are you hearing and talking to while you're trying to cut the game of cricket? Like people need to understand what Gav does it's madness, controlled madness in a way if you
1: step in and watch it It's chaos, absolute chaos Yeah. So I have about 60 screens I look at at the same time but I'm really concentrating on where the ball has gone to where my think pattern is I mean I've got quite good peripheral vision luckily and I'm in my 50s now, I don't have glasses yet so I'm sure I will um, but you've got to predict the game you've got to call it, you've got to be like a commentator you know, you're almost like setting the field. So you've got to know the game and that's the most important. You've got to know the game, you've got to know the players, you got to know the people in it. And then I have my generals, like uh, the people who sit next to me, the ladies, the DA, she's, she's counting a lot. She counts backwards from 10. And as a commentator yourself, you'll know that that voice is really important because they tell you when they cue you and they tell you when to shut up.
0: That's to go in and out of breaks. Yes,
1: that's the DA, director's assistant. The other side of me is um, somebody that presses all the buttons. If I'm going to talk like this, six next six, nine next nine, coming to red, red, roll blue, stand by green. (laughs) I speak like that, Howie, for about 10 hours a day. It's really annoying. (laughs) So that person will press the buttons. And then I have the replay coordinators, who's like my second director, who organises all the replays. Um, Then I obviously have a senior cameraman, and I have a a 17 cameraman on, on this in different positions. And they're all specialist cricket cameramen, some of the guys that follow the the spin vision, ball out of the hand at a thousand frames a second, and that's a really hard job and they have to do that all day long, even come wind, rain
0: or shine. When you're learning this caper, like a commentator, if I get something wrong, I'm better at putting it behind me and moving on, but sometimes I get back to the hotel and think, I can't believe that, I've done the third World Cup game and I've got it wrong how do you deal when you've taken the wrong cut which is a rarity now but I'm sure when you were beginning absolutely and yeah. you, you take you, you miss the run out or the catch or yeah. whatever how's yeah. that
1: well I actually think I cost um, uh, cost New Zealand the test match once oh, in, in Christchurch see I told you we were going <laughs> to take you
0: behind the scenes here the we West go.
1: Indies were playing um in Christchurch against the West Indies were playing New Zealand in Christchurch and uh, I was doing the replays at the time and uh, my girlfriend came in the truck and and I turned around and I forgot to record the run out camera (laughs) of course there's a big appeal I looked down Uh, umpire's making a signal. I'm like, oh, bugger, I've missed it. Um, so it was the, the Ken, he was about five yards out and he started walking off, but they couldn't give him out because they didn't have any evidence. Um, and he went on, he was on naught, he wanted to score 130 something. Anyway, at the end of the day, Viv Richards came into my truck. Well, what the hell was going on there? And I'm like, uh, sorry, uh, technical problem. <laughs> so yeah, you know, you, you, you make mistakes and they can be costly. But look, you've got to make mistakes. And the only way you learn is by mistakes, because mistakes are lessons. And I'm very, you know, there's never a perfect day, Howie. There's always a camera down. There's always something not working. Talk back. I can't hear you. Mm. Um, sometimes up to sort of 30 people can talk to me at the same time. And it's knowing when to talk to me, because they all, at the end of the over, the, the commentator will say, it's 25 for three. And then they all talk to me at the same time. So, yeah, it's, it's about knowing when to have that talk back etiquette that's really difficult. But, um, yeah, it, its I guess you've got to be good at filtering things. There's a lot of rubbish that's going on. There's a lot of things that are not relevant. But you have to decide what's relevant at that time and what is going to add value to the pictures. Like the commentary, I always say, my commentary is a guide for me. But for me, it's like, what do I want to see if I'm at home watching this unravel?
0: Mm.
1: What do I want to see? And that's how I direct. And there's no right or wrong. And there is no... 101 for dummies to how to direct you got to feel it you've got to feel the game and you've got to be, get into the game
0: one final one for you I could speak to you about this for hours the next T20 World Cup is in the West Indies and America uh, middle of next year where, where in America where are the cities in America so
1: it's going to be in Dallas where Dallas? they just had the, the major cricket league yeah. uh, the MCL uh, it's going to be in Miami Fort yeah. Lauderdale and it's going to be in New York very exciting yeah. there's a pop-up stadium just a and um, I think about 20 miles out of New York.
0: That one in Florida, I did a CPL there and we got to the commentary box and there was a wall in the middle of the commentary box and on the leg side to the right-hander from one end, you couldn't see outside the 30-metre circles. (laughs) (laughs) I hope they've sorted that out. Probably not. New York pop-up stadium, amazing, LA, the Olympics as well, which is a whole other thing to talk about. But but you've uh, directed cricket in America. Yes. A- and you that's had right.
1: to train the Americans yeah, the to get their quick head around story, what's going quick on. Quick story, I'll tell you. 2010 for ESPN, I directed the first ever T20 in America. First one? First ever. And it was Sri Lanka, New Zealand in the, in the Fort Lauderdale Stadium. So I had all American, in a lot of them are sort of heavy metal, on the turn up on the Harleys. Um, on oh, the big Harleys? Yeah, the big Harleys. And um, they were like, didn't have a clue what cricket was. And there's me trying to describe. This is the batter. And they were laughing at me. Anyway, the first ball of the game, true story is an edge over the slips. Anyway, the ball follow cameraman who's supposed to follow the ball doesn't follow it. So I'm like, what are you doing, camera two? And he says, foul ball, that's a foul ball. I'm like, what? (laughs) Jesus. And then the next over, I'm like, look, you know, can you um, give me the mid-wicket, the mid-on, the fine leg? And then they're panning these cameras around. And I'm like, okay, give me the dude near the catcher. And then I get my shot, you know. But having (laughs) to direct these guys was... But you know what? Because they did baseball, they were really good. But they just didn't follow the ball when it went behind.
0: (laughs) Gab, great to chat with you. Thank you for joining me on this We Need a Name for a World Cup diary, etc. Tomorrow, Pakistan versus Bangladesh. Uh, You are directing it. Who's on... This is another thing about this. Who, who's actually commentating tomorrow? You, you don't get a roster till late. So this is what people... I'll explain this further, but you, you, you don't... It's, it's a day before the game, and I don't actually know who I'm commentating with, and there's a fair chance... Well, I, I could tell you someone. that. I who could, we there's, got? There's,
1: there's a gentleman called Ravi Shastri. Oh, you might have heard of him. I
0: haven't never done a game with him, but that's oh, exciting.
1: Yeah, uh, Trace the bullet. We got... We got... Was it, we got... Uh, here we go. R- um, Ramiz. Ramiz. Natalie what? Germanos. Shane Watson. Waqar Yunus. Astar Ali Khan and Badri, Samuel Badri, and Nasser Hussain.
0: Right, so there's quite a few of those I haven't worked with before, so that will be exciting. Can Excellent. you look after me tomorrow, uh, keep I'll try, mate. And if I'm talking I'll too much, just tell me to wind up. I'll you hey. to shut up, yeah. Good <laughs> on you, mate, well done.
1: <laughs> Cheers, Howie.
0: Right, so Gav, as you've just heard, has told me who I'll be in commentary with tomorrow, which is good, that's the first time I've heard that. I've got some thoughts on how that impacts me without making it self-indulgent and all about me, which I don't want to do, but uh, we've started this journey so I'll try and explain to you from my view what my role is and how I can best fit in with that commentary team tomorrow. This is only the way I view it. Everyone views commentary differently, you listening. You love some commentators, other people really dislike that commentator. So there's no rights and wrongs, it's just what works best for you. So when you go to work, like I do at Fox Cricket, you know most of the people you're working with what they like, what they don't like, what type of personality they have. That's how it is when I go to work in Australia. But here it is completely different. So you would think the most important thing tomorrow is to nail the two teams I'm commentating on, Pakistan and Bangladesh. Names, details, players. I've never commentated a game that Bangladesh has played in before. I'll try and explain to you at some stage during this podcast later on down the track how you can go about doing that. But for me, the most important thing is having some chemistry, some sizzle, some entertainment value. We're in the entertainment business with those you're on air in commentary with, and through knowing people, you know how to do that. So my role is very simple, and you don't want to confuse it. It's to call the ball. It's short. Kohler goes bang over backwards square. Six, India, two for 154 after the 19th over. Then be quiet and let the real stars of the cricket commentary crew, the ex-players, Beside me, do their thing and explain from their experiences what they're seeing. They are the stars of the show. I basically just have to create a platform for them to speak as much as they can and get out and shut up. I think that's the way to go. And it's work for me. So when I go to work at Fox Cricket, I've done it with Gilly for 10 years. So we can glance at each other and I know exactly what he's thinking and what I'm thinking. So I can create that space for him without thinking about it. Vaughny and Vaughny, bless him, they loved humour. So they like to have a laughing commentary. They're really relaxed, like two blokes at the pub talking about cricket and having a laugh. Isha Gu is beautifully prepared, so she comes from a more statistical bent. So everyone likes different things, and part of my role is to make sure that they get the opportunity to express themselves in the way they feel comfortable. So tomorrow, <laughs> this is where it gets tricky, and potentially uncomfortable and provides a little bit of anxiety. Probably the night before when you're going into this situation. So, most of these people I'm about to mention have been working on the tournament from the start. Four weeks in, they've seen the teams, they know each other, they have established that rapport. So, running through that lineup Ramiz Raja, former chairman of Pakistan cricket, former captain of Pakistan. I've never met Ramiz before. Nat Jamana, she's wonderfully polished broadcaster, the voice of South African cricket in many ways, Waka Yunus, he of the massive in-swing in in Yorker bowl 150 plus, a superstar for Pakistan. He's coached Pakistan, a massive name, a massive name in international cricket. I've never met him. Atta Ali, who's the voice of Bangladesh cricket, former one-day international cricketer for Bangladesh. I haven't met Atta either. Also in the box, Ravi Shastri, just the icon of Indian cricket and one of my favourite broadcasters. I know Ravi, but I haven't called with him before. Nasser Hussain, I've met a couple of times, former England captain, very polished, very studied, very, very good. And then Sam Badry, West Indian two-time T20 World Cup winner who's a mate, and I've called plenty with him, so completely relaxed with him. And Watto, Shane Watson, the world's nicest man. So Sam Badry and Watto, no problem. But the other six, if you step into commentary with them, I have to host the start of the show tomorrow with Waka and Atta, I've never met them before. Within 15 minutes of meeting them, we'll be out on the ground saying hello and welcome to the magnificent Eden Gardens in Kolkata, Pakistan versus Bangladesh coming up. Waka, Pakistan's lost the last four. How's the country feeling about that? And you're just never really sure. Like, they're guns, but they don't know you. I haven't played international cricket. Half of them are probably looking at me thinking, who's this turkey from Australia with his thongs on? So that comes into the back of your mind, and you have to push that aside and say, well... They brought me here because they think I can do a job. And hopefully you can do that job, but they're the challenges. So you get a very short period of time to try and establish a relationship. This happened to me the first time I went overseas to do the Caribbean Premier League, and it was to Guyana. So I went Melbourne, Sydney, LA, New York, Panama, Guyana. It took 36 hours and I got there at midday and had to call my first game that night. It was the first game of cricket I'd done overseas. And Darren Ganga, who's a wonderful man, former West Indian cricketer, I'd never met him. I met him two minutes before we went on air. We sit together in commentary. I introduce him and we were doing five over stints. And for the first five overs, he called me Howard because he thought my name was Howard. So you're trying to establish rapport and you're thinking, do I tell this bloke on air that my name is Mark or call me Howie, but Howard's probably not the way to roll. So these are the challenges that come your way. So hopefully, it all goes well tomorrow. I'm working with absolute professionals, so th- they will be wonderful and we'll get through, but it, it just you feel a little bit anxious the night before going in for the first time. I know, obviously, Gab, the director, you've never met the DA before, so they're the ones that count you in and out of all the ad breaks. You haven't met the producer, typically, who produces the show, tells you when you go into highlights packages or or... Uh, travel parts of India and talking about that or the fact we've got an interview coming up. So it is all very foreign. You just hope to go in there tomorrow and in cricket parlance, play through the V early. Don't go for any big, bold strokes because the other thing, your team that you're working in, they want you to succeed. But if you try and play a couple of big shots early and stuff it up, then people lose confidence in you, and you start to think, Oh, I can't believe I said that. And then you make the next mistake, and then she's all downhill, and you get sacked and sent back to Australia. So hopefully, none of that happens. But we'll play in the V. I look forward to meeting these people tomorrow, and we'll see how we go. Pakistan versus Bangladesh. Hopefully, good night's kip, and uh, off we go. Off we go. It'll be good. It'll be good. All righty, I guess that's the end of episode one. Episode two, yes, we are pushing on. There will be an episode two. Things start to roll along a little bit more. In episode two, we will be joined by a West Indian champion to talk about the most famous moment in the history of the T20 game. How does the West Indian team with you and Marlon Samuels celebrate a win like I'm that? I'm sorry to say, how are we but we all signed an NDA, non-disclosure <laughs> agreement. We can't repeat... The of pressure of umpiring in a Cricket World Cup. You've really got to use your eyes because a little vinyl edge or a little glove here and there is really impossible to hear. Plus, later on in the series, Ricky Ponting, Michael Atherton, the perils of social media, and Michael Vaughan and a runaway dog. Spread the word. Tell your crew about what we're doing. Until next time, which will actually be Monday. So, ep 2 drops Monday. Peace and love.